Justice League. There are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Hello. Good morning, Star. God damn it. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Foot Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Raffi. I'm here with the astonishing Seth, who astonishingly interrupted me with this good morning, Star. Hey. Hey. There's always time for Satan. <laughs> Always time for Lucifer. This is a news podcast where we talk about comic book news, comic book yeah. movie news, comic book TV news. Um, before we get into anything, I'd first like to start with a little segment called Seth, Do You Remember? Oh. Seth, do you remember that time Aquaman's brother attacked Boston? Yeah. Well, now you can remember too, because that podcast is back on Anchor. Woo! Woo! It's called The Combuffet. Atlanta, uh, what is it, Throne of Atlantis. Who was on that one? It was, that was Josh, Matt. David was there. David, yeah. God, the whole crew was there. Yep. I remember, I remember that specifically because of all the stupid musical jokes we made. <laughs> yeah. It's just Boston. It's just Boston. The band Boston just Give singing the, the ocean. <laughs> There's no good bands in the ocean. Yeah, you can go check that out. Uh, and the Blowfish, this Pearl Jam. It has nothing to do with Jason Boston. Momoa, but, you know. <laughs> has nothing to do that was, with that. That was pre-Jason Momoa. Yeah. We were living in a world before yeah. before wet Jason Momoa. Just soggy Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I also have something weird that I want to briefly talk about. <coughs> yeah. Regarding one Kevin Smith. A Kevin Smith? One in, I, I had, like, an hour with nothing to do yesterday, so I was watching some Kevin Smith videos. Yeah. And I learned a little bit. Did you know... Okay. This feels stupid to talk about because I'm sure there are people listening that already know this. Yeah. But I didn't know this because this man's been making movies for literally as long as I've been alive. Did you know that all of his movies are connected? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that part. In, in, in a way, yeah. Like, they're all in the same universe because he was a comic book nerd and he, mm-hmm. he wanted to do that with his movies. So he's saying they're all Marvel movies now? Well... <laughs> They could be connected because... Uh, oh, no! Because in Captain Marvel, a movie uh-huh. you've seen, Stan Lee is on a bus reading the script to Mallrats. That same year, Stan Lee appeared in the Mallrats movie, which was directed by Kevin Smith. Now, Kevin All Smith... Kevin Smith's movies are Marvel. Kevin Smith, the director, uh-huh. appeared in an episode of Degrassi. Uh-huh. Where he apparently went to Degrassi as a young filmmaker, uh-huh. and it was there he made Jay and Silent Bob. So, <laughs> while the Jay and Silent Degrassi Bob... Degrassi is Marvel. <laughs> yeah, so while the Kevin Smith movies aren't part of Marvel, Degrassi gets to be. <laughs> also, he's a playable character in Lego Batman 3. Badass. <laughs> they just asked him, he's like, yeah, alright. Yeah, sure. I love Kevin Smith. Uh, he's... Aspire to be. There, there was, there was a show. I think it was called Comic Book Man. Yep, that that was from his uh, his comic book store in Jersey. That's where they shot yeah, that. That was such a fucking funny show. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It's a good show, especially because I have now turned into like you know, you remember the the guy with the really long beard that just kind of hangs out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that to Midgard now. In, like a, the, the gaming store that I go to, yeah, I just like hang out and I get to go behind the counter and just like sit there. <laughs> Come on the counter, that's the candy. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Who's <laughs> you worker? No, no, no. I just, I just, sit nah, I just hang out. I know everybody. <laughs> What's going on? But, uh, Anyways, yeah. First, first piece of news. You you this said it. The, yeah, this is the, the this this is where the the Satan thing the comes Satan. from. The Lucifer morning star. We got some more crisis news. Because the CW crisis is going to be fucking banana pants crazy. Crisis. Crisis. Um, Tom Ellis' Lucifer, Lucifer and Morningstar, 
has been seen on the set of Crisis. Which, uh, that's cool. I, I haven't watched Lucifer because I don't really care. But, people say it's pretty good. And if it's true that his character is appearing in the CW Crisis, it's also really cool because, like, Lucifer was a Vertigo comic. Mm-hmm. And other than Constantine, they really don't like to... I can't think of any example, because they already, they already did, like, Preacher, you know, like a TV show. Again, that was Vertigo, so they could have easily crossed that over into CW. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not easily, but... I like the way the character looks, though. Yeah, it's just cool to think that, like... Because you, you, I imagine there's people that didn't even know Lucifer Morningstar, the show Lucifer, was based off a Vertigo DC comic. So for people that don't know that... Really? Well, yeah, because okay. yeah, Lucifer originally was a, a Vertigo comic. Which is an imprint of DC Comics. So, that's why it's, it's cool to me, because there are people that are like, you know, hear news about their favorite TV show, Lucifer, teaming up with The Flash and Arrow, and be like, what the fuck, what? Why is my show about Satan? Yeah, why is he here? Why is he hanging out with The Flash? No, the Flash. Boy. The Flash is just like, wow, thanks, Lucifer, shakes his hand. Everyone in the audience is like, oh, Barry, that's that's Satan. Barry, that's not a, a good thing. That's not a... You shouldn't be friends with him. <laughs> I'd be fucking... Hey, hey, Lucifer, can you... Can you watch my daughter for a minute or something? Can you watch this innocent baby? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Nothing bad will happen with me. Uncle so I like Satan. how you wrote this in our page notes. Um, <laughs> this next one. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> I'm just gonna read it verbatim. <laughs> yep, yep. It's, it's rumor, the Titans the shitty ones, in parentheses, will appear in crisis. <laughs> this is another... Because <coughs> with the Lucifer one, a person on Twitter just saw him on the set of where they were shooting Crisis. Mm-hmm. So you could draw that parallel. This is a rumor from a reliable source saying that the Titans from the, the DC streaming service mm. will appear in the CW Crisis as well. Um... So no. So are we gonna get like please no like Batman to show up, and then that Robin's gonna be like, hey fuck you, <laughs> and then he's gonna look at him and be like, I, who are you? Like who? it's gonna be Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's like, like turn who, around. Who, who are you? It's me. I'm Robin. I was your me, sidekick. I'm Robin. I was your I would, sidekick. I would I'm never, the Vulture. I would no. never. I would never have a sidekick. That's so irresponsible. <laughs> looks over at the Robin from. <laughs> he like. He shows up, he's like, fuck you, Batman. And it's just, it's uh, old Bruce Wayne played by um, uh, Kevin Conroy yeah. sitting in his chair like, no, fuck you. Like, no, in his Batman voice. Terry! I am the night. Terry! Terry! Come here! And beat this kid up. I don't know who he is. Get him. Iron Man Batman, get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, it would be really funny to see Robin react. Because like, they're having old Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne, but we don't know if they're going to have Terry McGinnis mm-hmm. in there. But it would be hilarious if they did, because then Titans Robin could be like, wow, you're you're like 80 years old and you're still doing the sidekick thing? Are you fucking kidding me? He's Batman. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a sidekick, right, Bruce? Bruce's like, uh, yeah, side-eyed, yeah, huh? Yeah, sure. It's like What's the... Oracle? You weren't supposed to tell him. It's like the Star-Lord Thor moment? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Um, I don't want the Titans to show up. This crisis sounded cool. <laughs> I don't want him to show up and be like, fuck Batman. I don't want Hooker Starfire to show up. Dude, first episode of Titans, she's a Russian prostitute. <coughs> like, what? what? I don't know. I feel like... People, okay, let me say this about Titans. If you like the show, that's fine. But I need you to understand 
and recognize why a lot of people don't. Alright, speaking of CW. Some more crisis. More crisis. The crisis continues. <laughs> it's crisis week, everybody. Woo. Crisis. We're going to go back in time and punch our past selves. Okay, so, uh, Jason Hartley, who played Smallville's Green Arrow, it, uh, has signed on for an appearance on Crisis. Now, here's the interesting question, Seth. In the first Crisis event, because this is the second one in the CW, whereas <laughs> they did another Christ. Crisis. In the original Crisis they did, you could see Smallville's Green Arrow's corpse in like one of the opening scenes. Oh. Like, it's a little cameo, like a blink and you miss it. The question is, will this guy show up as Smallville's Green Arrow to go along with all the other Smallville characters we're getting? Or, I feel like this isn't the case, but I love this, is he going to show up as that failed Aquaman character? Because remember, he was Aquaman, that pilot that never went into circulation. Yeah. That he watched. Oh, I hope he shows up as Aquaman. As, as AC. Yeah. Remember, he was AC. 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 Ah, uh, the early 2000s were magical. <laughs> I would love if he showed up as AC. I feel like he'll just be Smallville Green Arrow because it's easier. Yeah, but he's dead, so... Yeah, so maybe he won't be maybe the Aquaman. Oh, it'd be so cool if he was Aquaman. Yeah, because people would be like, who's this weird Aquaman? I've never seen this character. But, like, you know, we'd be like... We yeah, watched actually. the episode. We saw <laughs> it. We know. <laughs> uh, I really want that to happen now. Just because, like, no one's going to care. I don't need him to be there for the whole thing. Just have him be there for like five minutes be like, yeah. I'm Aquaman. And then dive into the ocean. Yeah, and someone's like, what? <laughs> him? Uh, oh, that'd be fantastic. And to cap off our crisis, crisis. Uh, we got our first look at the Anti-Monitor. Who? Anti-Monitor. I'll pull him up on our official Facebook page, <clears throat> which you can go follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash panelfight. AC. He shows up with his, his black friend. Oh. I don't remember the guy's name. I think he was what? supposed to be... I, <laughs> it's I like you pick his black friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I don't know his name. I don't know. I don't know the descriptors. Uh, a, a mustache guy, you know. A mustache guy. He's not dead. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Here's, oh, man. Here's the anti-monitor. Dead air, Raffi. Oh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He doesn't look exactly like the comics, but I mean... I, you can't imagine if you would. Now I have to go and look up the regular anti-monitor. Dude, anti-monitor is fucking sick. He he's a problem, but he's cool. He's a problem, but he's cool. Like every time you see him, you're like, oh no, not another crisis. But you're also like, hey, cool. Hey, anti-crisis. Oh, hey. oh, what the? What's he's going like on a, with his face? He's like a he's like a robot. What's going on with his face? It's on fire, I guess. It's on dimensional fire, Seth. Dude, he looks like... <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like a robot gorilla. So, like... He looks like a diet Darkseid. No, he's totally different. He's a diet Darkseid. He actually killed Darkseid. That's a diet Darkseid. Well, that's when they rebooted him in New 52. Oh. And they did that specifically for him to kill Darkseid. Oh. So, he can get in line with Mongol... And fucking, uh, Rogelzar. Rogelzar. <laughs> with all the other dark side reports. Anyway, moving on to some other news. Mm-hmm. So, Zoe Kravitz. She's got neck lasers. God damn it, Seth. Sorry. Get off the neck lasers. I know you're entranced by them. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, daughter of, uh, Le- Larry? Le- Lenny Kravitz? Lenny Kravitz, thank you. Uh, she's gonna play Catwoman in the new Batman movie. 
Okay. Uh, if you don't know, Zoe Kravitz is, uh, she's mixed. She's half, uh, half African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, there's no stir about it yet. Because there's what no... expect for it. Yeah, I was going to say, wait until there's actual photos from the movie. And people, <coughs> like... Because people see this and they're like, okay, whatever, just keep scrolling or whatever. But, like, when they see a photo of what it's going to look like, then they'll be like, wait a minute. No, that's not what I remember. And, like, people forget, like, there's been a history of Catwoman being played by African-American actresses. Not just Halle Berry, but, uh... Not just the Halle Berry. Not just the Halle Berry. But, like, uh... I think in, like... And she was Storm, too. Yeah. I think one, not Batman 66, but like a pilot of it or something before it. There was a time when there was an African-American woman playing Catwoman in like the 60s. Neat. Um, but that's cool. I'm wondering how they're going to use her in this movie. I wonder if she's going to actually be Catwoman or if she's just going to be like Selena Kyle and it builds up to her becoming Catwoman. Or her being a Catwoman yeah. is like a, a big secret. I saw one theory that was like, what if she's like, a, what if Selena Kyle is a woman that Robert Patterson, Patterson, Batman is, like, dating in the movie, mm-hmm. and over time, stuff just goes missing from his house, and it's, like, a running joke. <laughs> and, like... You seem to have a cat burglar, Master Yeah, yeah right at the very end of the movie, Selena goes back to her apartment, and it's all the stuff that was stolen. She's <laughs> just like, oh, man, I have to stop. <laughs> Oops. He's gonna notice. <laughs> Speaking of love interest breaking out, uh, we're moving on to some X-Men news. Moira Mataggart. Moira McTaggart is getting her own miniseries written by Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Now, this is really cool. Have we talked about what's been going on with the X-Men? No. Okay, good. Cause <clears throat> I just know I keep walking into walking into comic book stores. Oh, here we go. Pulling <laughs> the lid off. Opens the and case. I see... I, I mean, the other day, I saw a, a cover for Excalibur. And I was like, okay, I recognize all those people. Is that Apocalypse? <laughs> hey, it's a good guy now. He's uh-huh. hanging out. Uh-huh. And then uh, I also keep seeing... What I can only assume to be Professor Xavier with a bubble on his head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a and a skin tight jumpsuit. Oh yeah, and he's just and he's walking. <laughs> yeah, well, because he he had been dead and now he's back. He had been dead, his brain was stolen by the Red Skull, <laughs> but now he's back. I didn't read the middle part. There's a part I didn't read. There's, there's a, part, a part in there. I don't know. A, a, Somehow the Nazis get him. Uh, yada yada yada. He's alive and walking. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive, walking, and it's one of the most overpowered superhero teams I've seen, and the, I don't understand how there's a problem. The bubble on his head is a new Cerebro, so he always has Cerebro. It covers his damn eyes. I know, he looks like uh, the evil Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. I always get him confused with him. But, okay, so X-Men, i got to open this lid. Jonathan Hickman has reinvigorated the X-Men. He's, he's pumped them up with, with Viagra juice. He's pumped him up. Yeah. With bones so, on friends. The, the story thus far, without giving too much away, okay. is that the X-Men have kind of made their own pocket universe that all mutants can go live in, okay. so they don't have to deal with humans, mm-hmm. and when they go into the pocket universe, they live on Krakoa, and Krakoa is a mutated island that's like a living being, and he's been there since like the 60s. Like, in, in terms of continuity and, and storytelling, mm. he was created back in the 60s. Okay. So, is really cool. They should put him in a movie because he's fucking wacky. Um, <laughs> he's a living island. He's of a course living he's wacky. Island. He's fucking crazy. He's, uh, but he's, like... He's ego-light. He's ego-light. <laughs> so, what the X-Men are doing now is, like, they're creating their own, like, commune, their own, like, society, and their own world for mutant kind. But, there's... 
like, and they're working with people they wouldn't normally work with, like the Hellfire Club and Apocalypse and Magneto. Um, they're calling it, you're calling it Muconda. Some of them are working with uh, Mr. Sinister <laughs> under, like, under the table. Oh, okay. Like, and, and... Let's bring that weird vampire into the fold. There's, right. like, a, there's like, a weird... Because Professor X <clears throat> has always been kind of shady. Now it's kind of up front. It's like, he is doing bad things to help mutant kind prosper mm-hmm. and even though certain mutants would probably be opposed to that but you know he has like telepathy telepathy and stuff so if anytime a mutant finds out he's working with like Mr. Sinister or something he just raises their memory that's but the real fucky thing Seth mm-hmm. is that these aren't even the X-Men okay so using technology and the various powers of other mutants the Professor X has been like killing and recreating the original X Men. Okay. From like, okay, so like the <clears throat> the actual matter they get is from an X Men named Gold Balls. I'm just gonna skip. I'm just gonna skip a bunch of this stuff to get to the point here. Deep Gold Balls. Huh? He uses the powers of various mutants to recreate characters like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Wolverine. From, like, like their original bodies are, like, in pods under Krakoa Island, mm-hmm. and he's just creating these clones of them and inserting old memories into them. Um, and, like, he's, like, handpicking memories to make them, like, the best versions of those characters. Got it. And at the same time... We're getting the trade versions of them. <laughs> and at the sa- yeah, yeah, exactly. And at the same time, while he's doing all this stuff, he's working with his old love interest, Moira, Moira McTaggart, who originally was a human... But, uh, Hickman has retconned that she's actually a mutant as well. Ooh. Her power <clears throat> is that she dies and she's reborn in a different time. But she oh, keeps, yeah, yeah. she retains her memories. Mm-hmm. So, A, that's the reason why she's getting this book, to kind of chronicle her adventures through the timeline. And B, she's, that's how Professor X has been kind of like doing what he thinks is the best because Moira has been going through different timelines come back and being like alright we gotta do this this time because it doesn't work out in the future oh yeah Ugh. and and one of the only people that knows about Moira's power is Wolverine because he lives for so long free will who needs that fuck that but yeah so the story with X-Men now is that Professor X is manipulating all of mutant kind into growing into a prosperous society um, and assumedly, I don't know if he's into it, but I know Sinister is, they're gonna attack, like, humankind at some point. Like, it's a really, like, it's not even a superhero book anymore. Yeah. It's, like, a really interesting, like, science fiction book. And that, that right there is when I think comic books get, like, really good. When they're just trying to tell a story that, mm-hmm. it's like, they're telling a story that just so happens to have superheroes. Yeah. They're not putting the heroes first, they're putting the, the story first. Yeah. Cool. And what's cool is that they've been slowly referencing it in other books that aren't X-Men related. Ooh. Like, Black Panther knows a little bit about what <clears throat> X-Men are doing. <laughs> so they have a vague idea. I see what you're doing over there. Something about fucking each other and making more mutants, I think that's part of it too. It's a little culty. Huh. But yeah, so, Warrior McTaggart is getting Wait, if I drink that Kool-Aid, do I get mutant powers? Um, yes. <gasps> <laughs> drink it you're like dying oh, you lied to me he's like yeah we're not the fucking inhumans dude like <laughs> god now you're dead mutant now you're the dead one <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dead 
Hawkeye Freefall? Hawkeye is getting a miniseries called Hawkeye Freefall, written by Matthew Rosenberg, which is a great choice. He's a, he's a great writer. Um, one of the big things in this book is that he will be facing off against the Hood, who's like, he's like a crime boss. He wears a hood as his, like, moniker. Yeah. <laughs> but the big the bigger thing for this miniseries... Is the beanie now? The beanie. Because I wear a beanie? If you're the beanie, I'm the beaner. Um, oh. I don't know if we had to take it there. <laughs> but now we're here. Now we're here. Well, welcome to here. Um, <laughs> another big thing for this Hawkeye miniseries is that a new Ronin will appear. Now, are we talking Ronin with hammer and blue skin, or are we talking Ronin as in Hawkeye with sword? The first one would be hilarious. The second one, though, <laughs> is what's actually happening. Uh. So... <laughs> You're reading it like, alright, where's the new Ronan going to show up? And it's literally Ronan the Accuser. And you're like, oh, Hawkeye's what? dead. Oh, there's a Kree. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, so, no. Okay. How'd you get here? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ronan's an interesting character because originally, Brian Michael Bendis created Ronan uh, for the new Avengers. And he was going to be on the Avengers. And no one in his identity was going to be a secret, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was leaked in, a new, in like, a, a magazine that it was going to be Daredevil. Mm-hmm. In disguise as Ronan, so Bendis had to change it at the last minute, uh, um, and he changed it to another Daredevil character called Echo, um, who was just like Electra but like deaf. And that was the joke because it was like Matt is blind and she's deaf. They love each other or whatever. <laughs> that Echo gave the identity of Ronan to Hawkeye, who just came back to life, and then Hawkeye gave it up to be Hawkeye again. But then, Black Widow's ex-husband showed up, and he was like, now I am Ronan. I'm a Russian Ronan. I'm a Russian samurai without a master. And then, in Mighty Avengers, in like 2013, uh, there's a character called the Sensational Spider Spider Hero, who's in a pink and green (laughs) Spider-Man costume. I have to look that up. That was during Superior Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, Doc Ock Spider-Man was like, who is this ridiculous man dressing up like me? I am offended. <clears throat> so, you know, Sensational Spider-Hero had to change his costume for obvious reasons. So he became Ronan. Right? Yeah. And it was cool because there was a new Ronan on the Mighty Avengers. Who was he? And then, it was revealed that he was Blade the whole time. Because, you know, you need a vampire samurai. And my favorite part about that was that that meant Blade had to dress up as Spider-Man for a day. <laughs> Smoking cool as ice, ice skating uphill, uh, motherfucker. They have no pictures of this guy. Of the sensational Spider-Hero? Yeah. I'll find you one later. Alright. Um, but, like, it was just hilarious to think about, of, like, Blade, the coolest dude in the fucking Marvel Universe, just, like, jumping around as Spider-Man for a day. Ha ha. But web sling? No. Did he tried to climb a building. No, it was just a costume. Like he was <laughs> he's trying to keep underground from his enemies, so yeah. he had to wear a mask. <laughs> so he picked Spider Man. Well he found I'm it totally a, this teenager. He found it in a costume store. <laughs> and it was like a rip off Spider Man costume. That's awesome. So yeah, there's gonna be a new Ronan. Um it'll probably be someone from, from Hawkeye's past. He has like an evil brother. He has like an evil mentor that taught him how to do everything. He's got plenty of people that like are evil and are related to him. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be exciting. From uh, Hawkeye to the Deadpool. 
Deadpool's co-writer, you know, yep. co-writer of the movie, uh, he reported that Disney and Marvel will allow the next uh, Deadpool movie to be R-rated. Good. Which, good on them, because I, I know a lot of people are like scared about Disney mm-hmm. not wanting to do an R-rating. Um, this is also an assumption. A lot of people have kind of jumped to this conclusion. There's no confirmation of it. Mm-hmm. But the the we're assuming Deadpool is going to join the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a photo of like Ryan Reynolds standing out front of the Marvel Studios like logo and stuff. But you went there and talked to them. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're in close enough conversations. Uh, the, the writer is hoping that Deadpool will be invited into the MCU. Um, that's kind of what I'm assuming too. Deadpool was probably the most successful thing that came out of like Fox over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And it would be just a missed opportunity for Deadpool 3 not to make a joke about how he's in a new universe now. <laughs> yeah, he actually, like, because they have the X-Men back, too. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So he actually, like, walks into the mansion, and there's just, like, everybody. Oh. And he's just... Who are this you? was empty, like, two days ago! <laughs> oh my god, yes. Because that, that works on so many levels. Because, A, you could do... This house was empty, like, two days ago. You could do the Patrick thing of, Who are you people? Yeah. But you can also, like... Where's Colossus? That's where you can reveal the new X-Men <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can just see the whole cast right there. And people would be, like, excited, but they also would be laughing, because it's like, this is where they're revealed? This is yeah. where the X-Men first show up? Dude, that would in be Deadpool so 3? Yeah, Deadpool 3? That'd be amazing. Deadpool 3, backdoor X-Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> it just slowly devolves to an X-Men movie. Yeah, the X-Men Deadpool's constantly like, hey! Hey! This no, is my movie! This is my- hey! <laughs> That would be funny if he joined the X-Men, like, all the X-Men on a big, like, world-saving mission, but it's from his perspective, so he sneaks off and, like, yeah, we, don't see, we don't see any of the good parts, we just see his, his plot. <laughs> it's like we're in a spin-off, a, a, a tie-in comic, you know? I just want to, like, open the door and be like, Colossus, where'd you get all these people? <laughs> He's like, Deadpool, these are the X-Men. They've always been here. They've always been Deadpool's here. Deadpool's like, oh, really? They've always been yeah, here? Yeah. Really? Pulls out Deadpool 2. Puts it in the Show movie. me in this movie. Show me. Show me. <laughs> exactly. He shows in the bit where they're <clears throat> in the room, but they're all played by different actors. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, you're not James Magavoy. Yeah, like, there's, there's going to be so many good bits about how it's a different... Like, he's going to wear, like, a, a Mickey Mouse hat in one scene. Oh, he has to. He's going to be, like, he's going to have a poster with Captain America on it, like... <laughs> It's just his ass. It's just his ass. Yeah, he's like, don't look at that, that's fine. It's America's ass. It's America's ass. Uh, I want Deadpool in the MCU. I <laughs> just, wait a second. If I'm here, runs to New York. <laughs> Spider-Man! Where are you? Don't tell me Sony got gotcha. you. Tom, where are you? <laughs> he just called out Tom Holland himself. Tom! <laughs> the end credit is him going to Sony Studios. He's like, all right, time to have a serious talk with these people. Yeah, sits down, puts a gun on the table. All right. What do you want to do? What are we doing here? I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the execs, uh... Oh, uh, dude, now that he's in Disney, he can do so much more shit. I know. He can meet Bruce Banner and be like, you know, I remember you looked way different back in, like, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, like, ten years. And weren't you in Fight Club? No. <laughs> hey, War Machine. You look awfully different, buddy. War Machine, I thought you... Hmm... <laughs> Just like side adding him through the whole movie, like I don't know what this guy. Something's different. What's weird about you? Is that Don Cheadle? <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, it would be cool because Deadpool three you assume to be rated yeah. R. After that, I'd hope that like the running joke. If Deadpool shows <clears> up <throat> in other Marvel movies in the MCU, I would hope that like he's censored and he knows about it. Mm-hmm. 
like like an end credit of one of these movies, someone like I don't I don't know um, Ant Man is like explaining his origin story to Deadpool, and Deadpool's like. Wow, if I could say the F word, I really would right now. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> God, you could be cool. Like, he says, like, You're, that's so fucking dumb, but like, the, the fuck is, like, blanked out. Yeah. And Ant-Man's like, why did you pause like that? He's like, censors. Censors. This is very PG-15. <laughs> you already used your fuck this movie. Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, damn, oh it. damn it. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry, and the movie just ends right there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last news to do, Seth. Kevin Feige. So Kevin, promoted. this is exciting. This is exciting news, but also scary. We don't know what's going to happen. So first of all, Kevin Feige has been promoted to lead on Marvel Television. This includes uh, streaming, network, and animated projects. So, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., anything on Hulu, mm-hmm. anything that was on Netflix before, everything on DC Plus app, Kevin Feige is in charge of TV now. Which is interesting because there already was a guy in charge of TV named Jeff Loeb, who... Jeff Loeb, like the brain. He didn't... <laughs> Sorry. He wrote Ultimatum. <laughs> uh, Jeff Loeb is also like... He doesn't like... Ultimato. He doesn't play nice with his stuff. Like, oh. one of the reasons that like, the Netflix TV shows and the Marvel movies could never really work together is because Jeff, Jeff Loeb was kind of stubborn about it. Yeah. He didn't really care what the movies were doing. Um... But we don't know what's going to happen to him, but Kevin Feige's in charge now. <laughs> and, yeah. and the other big thing is that he's now the creative... He's a, Okay, he's the chief creative officer of Marvel Comics now. Okay. Which means um, Marvel Comics president Dan Buckley has to report to Feige in regards to all creative and editorial operations. Yeah, so... Kevin Feige has monopolized Marvel. Now, the reason why this is this can either be good or bad is for a couple reasons. First of all, it could be bad because dude's already got so much on his plate. Mm-hmm. He's got to worry about these new TV shows, these new movies. It was he was supposed to be working on a Star Wars movie. Okay. Um, so he's got a lot to handle right now, um, and I'm I'm sensing like this is kind of what happened with with Jeff Johns a little bit. Yeah, because Jeff Johns had to leave DC to open up his own studio to help with the DC movies, which is why DC Comics now is such a goddamn mess, and Wally West murdered a bunch of people. So, I don't want something similar to happen with Kevin Feige, where it's like he gets so busy with one thing he can't concentrate on on another thing. Yeah. The other problem with this is that, and I don't feel like this is gonna happen because I feel like Kevin Feige is enough of a fan. To like respect the differences and things. Yep. One of the worries is that with Kevin Feige being in charge of the comics, that the comics will be more and more like the movies. I feel like the opposite might happen, because now that all creative and editorial operations have to go to Feige before they're approved, mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna sit there and be like, "No, you can't, you can't like cripple Rhodey just because he is in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's stupid. That wouldn't make sense. Because they do that." So, honestly, I don't know why. I would think it's because they keep thinking people are going to come out of movies and be like, boy, I should go read a Marvel comic. Yeah. You know, I think that's the only no. reason they do stuff like no that. No one does that. No one does that, no. like Unfortunately. Yeah, which is sad. I'm sure some people do, but, like, it doesn't go the way you think it does. But, like, that's the main reason they make those changes in the comics to make and yeah, like make the, make the barrier entry a little yeah. easier. Yeah, and DC is guilty of doing that, too. Um, 
like, this isn't in the news thing, but, like, recently, DC is retconning that Wonder Woman was the first superhero before everyone else, because she is in the movies. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, thing, with Marvel, it's like, sometimes those changes are annoying, sometimes they're not. But I feel like now that Feige is kind of in charge of everything creatively there, he might disapprove of those, you know? Which, which you know, and it'd be nice to live in a world where comics stop trying to appease to the moviegoers that aren't reading the actual comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is really cool, because we, we trust Kevin Feige so much. He's, in Feige we trust. Yeah, like he hasn't fucked up yet, he hasn't said anything controversial. Kind of insane. Yeah, he's big about. He's been at this for like twelve years, and like, uh, the only thing that I could say maybe he messed up with was negotiations with Sony early on, because I remember like back when Venom was like in production, mm-hmm. he had an interview where he sat down with Amy something, the the woman that used to work for Sony. Mm-hmm. And she had said that Spider Man and Venom, like Venom, was part of like the MCU, and like. Kevin Feige's just sitting there and his eyes get all wide. He's like, um, like, no, he isn't. And we didn't talk about you saying this. <laughs> like, but like, he himself hasn't messed up on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, like you said, it is crazy because. I got to my phone, sorry. Um, whether it's an actor or a director or, you know, anyone in the movie business, there's always like something up with them. There's always, like, some kind of problem that makes it harder to work with them. I know that, like, you know, we talked about last week, Sony and Marvel, like, made up, and they're working together again. Um, I heard that, the guy, like, one of the guys at Sony is, like, really difficult to work with. So, like, the fact that Kevin Feige has, you know, and I, I don't even want to say single-handedly, because, you know, it takes a village to do shit like this, but it is just incredible that he hasn't made a big mistake, he hasn't been caught with a hooker or anything, like, it's, I don't know why he would be, but, I don't know, you know what it is, it's because he's clearly a fan, Yeah. he's clearly like, like I know earlier we were saying aspire to be Kevin Smith, and I still think you should, you know, take some of what Kevin Smith has done and, and, and look up to it, but like, aspire to be <clears> Kevin <throat> Feige, yeah, aspire to be Kevin, that's, aspire to be Kevin, that's the, <laughs> always be a Kevin, always be a Kevin, dorks! <laughs> they look like dorks. <laughs> that's that's an ed at any joke for you, uh, you twenty year olds out there. Uh, that's the new Seth. Uh, oh boy, Kevin Feige rules the Marvel universe now. I would be more lively, but this cough is killing me. Kevin Feige, hey. Kevin Feige just slowly puts on a green hood, puts on like a metal mask. <gasps> The whole time, hilarious. The whole time he's Victor Von Doom, who made a machine to come to our world <laughs> and take over the comics. So like, now everything is Doom. Everything. Spider is Doom, Doom, Captain America Doom, the Incredible Hulk. Doll. I'll figure the Hulk out later. Uh, Thor. Thor. Thorum. <laughs> off to hire some better writers. Thrum. Thrum. Uh, that's the news. Thank you guys uh, for listening so much. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go to the paramount.anchor.fm. <laughs> We're on YouTube as well. Um, and yeah, it, it, check, check out some of the newer stuff we got going on. Um, 
me me and the boys at the Digimon Tabletop are working on a new thing. That'll be on YouTube soon. And uh, yeah, I re-released Throne of Atlantis. That was a really good comp buffet. It was the first comp buffet that Seth and the guys were on, so make sure to check that out, see where it all began. It's a very good one. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Peace.